Hey, thanks so much for downloading the episode on the show today. I do a quick recap of Disneyland, and then we talk about the smelly man at the doctor, keto crotch, and our ugly and awkward moments of the week. All of this and a whole lot more. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. I have to stop touching myself in public. Paula. Let's all go to the gyno. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 350. We are Sisters Who Podcast. Woohoo! Yes, we are. I wanted to continue and just wrap up my trip to Anaheim from last week. I just wanted to tell you about the Disneyland portion, just minimally, because if you've been to Disneyland, you you know what it is. It's crowded. There's a variety of life and, you know, a lot of walking. You said the weather was nice, though, right? It was, actually. Um, I actually went to Disneyland one day because we went two and a half days. And the first day I went with a covering and ultimately ended up putting it in Daryl because you know Daryl's the pack mule all the men are pack mules when you go as a family right they're the ones uh, that carry the backpack <laughs> I don't remember who carried the yeah I think it was Victor who carried the backpack they carry the back well we have one of those string like string packs those bags string drawstring bag oh yeah backpacks yeah. but it's like a nice one so okay. we bought it for the last time we went anyway Daryl's super good because, you know, once you're a parent and you have to pack for something for an all day adventure with children, you really know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have the stroller to push around with all the shit in it, dad becomes the the pack mule. So he's like, "Okay, I've got sunscreen. I've got your lipstick. I have a tampon. I have a bottle of water. And are you sure you don't want a sweatshirt? I'm like, no, I'm just going to wear it. And he goes, all right. And then I can take it off and put it in the pack and all is well. And which is funny because there's nothing of his in there. <laughs> One, he has a pullover, the pullover oh, okay. that he'll wear at night. But ultimately, yes, you're correct. Well, he's the one that does the sunscreen because he gets sunburned really easily. So oh. we'll like go out for the day and, you know, he'll wear sunglasses or whatever. And we'll go, go back to the room and he'll come out of the bathroom going, look at me. I'm red. Why didn't you say anything? I'm like, I... You don't look red to me. <laughs> His forehead and nose looks like they get pretty red sometimes when he's been out. He has developed a very strange obsession with his forehead. Is it becoming a five head? Yes. I don't think so. I mean, maybe you think that. I really think it's just the haircut. When he gets his haircut and it's really short in front, I think he gets a little bit of a... Um, complex. Complex. <laughs> the only thing I've ever noticed about his forehead, and it doesn't happen very often now because, you know, because I'm his nagging wife... Mm-hmm. He used to not drink enough water. And so one time, this was a long time ago, but one time he had come home from a trip or something and we were talking, just catching up. And I looked at him and I said, you have like eight lines on your forehead and they're very prominent. And he said, what? And I said, are you dehydrated perhaps? And he looks at me and he goes, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> and so I said, I think you need to drink water. I think you're really dehydrated. He goes, maybe. So he... So now it doesn't happen like nearly as often, but he has this weird obsession with his forehead. But you know what? Don't we all have some weird obsession with some body part that we that the world sees some body part? Well, I think I think I could count actually the body parts that I'm not obsessed with less more less than than the ones ones that that I am obsessed with. 
So beyond the forehead thing. And I told Daryl, I said, maybe you just should start wearing hats when we go to places so that it doesn't burn and you don't, you know, feel so self-conscious. Every photo I took of us, and I don't post anything on Facebook. I'm not into that. But we take pictures of each other or whatever. Uh huh. He goes, delete that one. And I'm like, why? He said, my forehead. I look like Frankenstein. I'm like, okay, I can't with you. buy a damn hat at Disneyland. Jesus. I can't with you and your forehead any longer. Okay? It's fine. He goes, look how shiny it is. And I said, (laughs) well, scream for makeup. I don't know what to tell you. I go, there's a lot of editing I can do, but I cannot cut your forehead off. Okay? So you're just going to have to come to peace with the fact that you have a forehead. Well, does he rub his forehead a lot? Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> I'm just wondering, he's like, to me, you know, when he's nervous, like if he acts, you know, if it's like a, a tick, you know, if he kind of rubs his forehead. I don't think he's rubbing his forehead that much. I mean, his life is might be stressful, but it's not that stressful. Or he's rubbing it raw, <laughs> hairless, rubbing his head hairless. I don't think that's it. He's just become a little self-conscious. I don't know why. He's adorable to me. I don't know why. But we're all vain in some form or fashion. But nothing like going to Disneyland, though, to remind you that you're just fine. There's a lot of people that you would rather not be. Oh, yes. Plenty. The forehead is nothing. Yeah. Interestingly, we noticed, I said, hey, have you noticed there's hardly any Wally chairs driving around? Like, hardly any. That's a nice surprise. There was a couple, and there was a couple of questionable ones. But in general, I saw a lot of kids in wheelchairs. Aww. And they legit obviously needed to be in them we found we came across one make-a-wish family and that always just completely tears you apart but it looked like a celebratory one not a this is our last trip forever anniversary or something well i know that um if you i don't know how make-a-wish works but sometimes even if you're in remission and you're cured you still get a -a make-a-wish you know what i mean okay that's what it looked like it did not look like one where they were all you know half happy half crying Right. They looked celebratory. So regardless, I didn't see any ill children or anyone in a wheelchair. So that was exciting. I was happy about that. And uh, oh, speaking of Disney. (laughs) So I was hyper PMSing at Disneyland, like I told you before I started my period there. And a fan had a theory about Up, the movie. I think I posted that. I I posted it to you or no, I posted it and then you posted it or something. Yeah, I think we yes, I didn't see your post, but I but maybe I did where the theory is that Ellie tied his tie every day when he went to work. And then when she died, he wore a bow tie because he didn't know how to tie a tie. I read that to Daryl at the at the hotel and I started weeping uncontrollably <laughs> weeping well they said when he came home from her funeral he was wearing a bow tie a bow tie yes and it was because she wasn't there to tie, to tie the tie. tie i said oh this is an interesting theory and about up and he goes oh go, tell me because of course we totally relate to up mm-hmm. so i said okay so it says apparently i'm going to cry but we'll see so i started reading it i literally read four words and i stopped dead in my tracks he goes well are you gonna read it i'm like i can't I can't, I can't read it. And so I read it. I'm all, <laughs> started like openly weeping. That goddamn, I'm like, Pixar, you asshole. You make us cry all the time. That is probably Insane. one of the best movies they have ever made. The I first just... 10 minutes of that movie, Paula. Oh my God. The gut you know, punch. When I saw that movie the first time <laughs> yes. and I was watching it with the kids yes. and I, but I wanted to cover their eyes. I'm like, what the hell kind of movie is this? 
it's like when Bambi's mom died. It's just and I'm awful. like, she had a miscarriage? What is I this? Know. I know. And then could never have children again? My God, this poor woman has been through hell. And I'm like, yeah. geez. I'm all, this is some pretty deep shit for a kid's movie. I'm telling, well, I don't, I think it's it's more of a, just a people movie. It oh. is intense. So then we're walking around like two days later and, you know, they have literally every creature ever created in any Disney movie for sale in a mm-hmm. plush form. And so we're walking by and I'm like, hey, look, it's Kevin. <laughs> and they had a bunch of stuffed Kevins <laughs> on a thing. I'm like, I almost want to get it. <laughs> but I didn't. Anyway, Disneyland was super fun. I bought a pair of Nikes. Uh, I always buy a new pair of shoes every time we go because we walk so much. Oh, Okay. I cannot remember which it, it's a brand new one that just came out and it's specifically for CrossFit and Paula, my feet never got they never hurt. I didn't get any blisters. I was really? never ti- I was never tired. We walked almost 30 miles in three days and I did not have one problem. Wow. I, I swear to God, I will find the Nike shoe and I will tell you what it is worth every single penny I paid for those shoes. They're they're amazing, and they're cute too. That's cool. Where did you get I, them at when you were there? Oh, I bought them on Nike.com before I left. Oh, okay. I thought you said you bought them there. Okay, I bought them for the trip. I got gotcha. you. It is so hard on your body walking that much if you don't have the right footwear. It's oh, crazy, yeah, definitely. definitely. It's crazy, and you see all these cute like. Malia's friend, Malia wore her Nikes too that are specifically made for walking and CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And her friend refused to wear them. And they all made, she had a bunch of friends that ended up at Disneyland on Saturday. So okay. we never, we never saw her. Yeah. She said all of them made fun of my shoes because they weren't Vans or Converse. And within three hours, they were dying. And I'm like, y'all made fun of me for my walking shoes. Right. And look right. at you. You look cool, but you can't move. And here I am dancing around, leaping about. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. I'm like, there's no shame in, in wearing walking shoes. There's no shame in my shoe game. <laughs> None. <laughs> like, you learn your lesson. That's funny. Okay, so... This, of course, is completely full of judgment. And I don't know this. I know this girl's I don't know this girl's life. And I just don't give a shit because appearance is everything when you can't ask questions. (laughs) Because she became a topic of discussion amongst all of us at one point or another. There was a girl in line. She might have been 25. And she was in one of the Wally chairs. She was very overweight. And she was wearing mouse ears that said bride to be. Shut up. I swear to God, and I, I saw that and I went, who did this to you? Why is this happening? What? I mean, look, wheelchair, one thing. Wally chair, quite another. Especially when you see her getting up and wandering around getting a churro or something. It's like, come on. She, <laughs> I said, you guys, I saw, I didn't see a lot of Wally chairs today, which is really refreshing, by the way. A lot of people who are walking instead of using those, I admire it. I really do. I'm not judging. But I saw this seemingly healthy young lady with a bride-to-be mouse ear thing on. And my daughter's like, we saw her. And we were like, who who picked, who pulled the curl trick on you? What? It's like, this is crazy. Crazy. So you know I watched that show. And I don't really tell a lot of people about this because, one, I don't know why I'm so fascinated by it. Two... Mm -hmm. 
people probably do think it's a little cruel to exploit this. What? And I do agree. I watched that show, My 600 Pound Life. I know you do. Where they all go down to Houston to Dr. Nazarin or Nazar. Oh, the barometric guy? Yeah. Yes. And they all get that stomach surgery. Yes. And then they like, it shows their weight loss, you know, journey and everything. And they like fight that. it every inch of the way. They That's always what's so cheat hilarious. on their diets or they're yes. just like, well, you know, um, he tells them to lose 50 pounds a month. And so they're just like, well, you know, and stick to the diet, which is like 1,200 calories a day. Which is, by the way, pretty normal. <laughs> That's not an unusual amount of food. It's not a lot of food, though. But I mean. Well, no. When, when you're trying to reduce 1,200 calories, it just depends on what the calories are. Yeah. You can eat all day if the calories are minimal. But these people are used to eating anywhere between 8,000 and 10,000 calories a day. <sighs> I can't. How? How? How do you do that? I look at one of their meals and I'm just like, if I ate that, I assuming I could eat it all, oh I would not God. be able to eat for the rest of the day. When my children were water polo athletes, they were consuming, they were, they were attempting to consume 5,000 calories a day just to stay alert because they were burning so much fat and calories in a day. Mm -hmm. Their coaches were like, you need to probably consume about 5,000 calories a day to maintain your muscle mass. They couldn't do it. It was impossible. When I was in my mid-20s and I was having a fling with this guy and we used to have like marathon crazy sex for hours. Yes. He told me every morning he would wake up starving. <laughs> well, that, that's like, a good time. Really? <laughs> that's good. He said he always had to stop for like a McMuffin or something <laughs> on the way to work. <laughs> But it's like, I've never been in better shape. <laughs> I could run a marathon after this. Anyways, my my point is, is that on this show, almost every single episode, the person that's going to get the surgery has a significant other. Enabling him. But I'm just like, they have yes. a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband yes, or a wife. Yes. How? And I'm just like, how is, how? They're bedridden for God's sake. No, one episode I saw, this was crazy. This guy, he fought his wife tooth and nail, getting this surgery, exercising, you know, losing weight, eating healthy. Right. Eventually, she had lost like, you know, 200 pounds or something. And yeah. he divorced her because he <gasps> said, I wanted a big wife. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? She got too thin for him. That's weird. That's he, backwards. <laughs> okay, he has a fetish. That's well, different. Well, he did. I'll, That's I weird. Mean, he didn't deny it. He's just like, you know, I, I like big women. Okay, but that's that's different. That Being bedridden is not just big. That's like a death trap. <laughs> anyway, so Disneyland was fun. Oh, right. <laughs> so the last, the last ride of the day, we were going on Big Thunder Mountain. And the reason we were going on Big Thunder Mountain had nothing to do with the fact that it's a super fun roller coaster, which it is. It's one of my most favorite rides besides Pirates and Splash Mountain. When you get to the crest, the very high part where you go down and, you know, ah, that part, when oh, you get right, to the yeah. very top of the roller coaster hill, you get a nice clear view of Star Wars land, the new land that's opening in May. Oh, OK. And this is this is the train ride, right? Yes. Okay. And when you get to the top, you get a nice vista view of the top of Star Wars land. And so, of course, Daryl wanted to see it. 
And so that's why we were getting on the ride. So so Daryl's got his phone set to video and I've got my phone set to taking pictures so that we can try to get some stills and some video so that he can examine it afterwards to see what it looks like. Okay. So we both have our hands up in the air and I'm like, click, 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 taking pictures. And he's got the whole thing videoing. And then because we were so desperate to try to get pictures of Star Wars land, we didn't realize that we were going to take a sharp left turn. So (laughs) the video, all of a sudden, you see Star Wars land clear as day, this huge, long view of Star Wars land. And then there's this sharp right turn. And all of a sudden, you see the video go like that. (laughs) And we all, and I punched myself in the stomach with the, with the, (laughs) the, the bar the arm bar, I'm like, ow, I'm like, I might have done some real damage there because I wasn't even like holding on or trying to pay attention. And I said, the lengths I will go to allow you to be a nerdle about Star Wars is fascinating. I couldn't believe it, but we did get some good pictures. He's so excited. It's wow. crazy. That's going to be cool. The way that I find, I read an article about it, and I can't, I think it's called Edge of the Galaxy. I'm just calling it Star Wars Land because I think that's what everyone's going to ultimately call it. Is that it's kind of like Harry Potter World at Universal Studios. When you go into Harry Potter World, you are literally being, it's like a full immersion. You can't even tell that it's in an amusement park. You feel like you're in. Harry Potter world like Hogwarts Hogwarts and the little the little town when he goes to buy his wand whatever that place is called oh yeah I don't know what it's called you should know you watch it all the time what's that place called I don't know okay I know he throws the sand and right so the candy store is there the train the train station is there uh, the wand store, the cloak store, it literally looks like you are in Hogwarts world, ho- you know, whatever. So the Star Wars land is kind of the same. It says you're going to walk into Star Wars land and you're going to feel like you are somewhere else. It's not going to feel like an amusement park. It's going to feel like a world. And I'm like, oh, I understand what they're doing. There's like two rides, but everything else is so like there's going to be people walking around like in like aliens walking around living their life. Yeah. It's going to feel like you're walking into the edge of the galaxy. And so I'm like, well, that's going to be really cool. And they said their biggest problem is going to be getting people to leave so that new people can come in. It's oh, going to be so full. because there'll be maximum capacity. All the time. And so I told Daryl, I said, it's going to be five years before we're actually going to be able to walk in there. I mean, it's going to be crazy. He's yeah. not waiting five years. <laughs> He's not. He can't wait. So yeah, you'll have to. Maybe you guys will have to go like during the week or something. I told him that there in no way am I going any time within the next 24 months. I refuse. <laughs> I Paula, I hate people. And I mean, I don't want to be wall to wall with Star Wars people. Seriously. I mean, I did Comic-Con and that was enough for me. It's just okay? going to be a bunch of Howard Wallowitz running around. Yeah. And I wanted to go to Comic-Con. I was excited about it and I did enjoy it, but it was way more than I expected. <laughs> right. I just, I thought they were, la- I thought they were joking. It's not. And I think it's wonderful if you're into it and you want to do all that. But I think there's going to be a lot of people dressed up in Yoda robes and a lot of role playing going on. And I think that's totally cool if that's what you are into. But I don't necessarily want to be a part of that. I don't know. Maybe. I I just can't. And Daryl, I, Daryl, he will not be allowed. Would he try and dress up? No, no, absolutely not. I would hope no. not. No. He's never introduced it into the bedroom and he's never <laughs> ever discussed it beyond uh in you know the occasional t-shirt. 
That's well, it. Well, you did wear Leia buns one time, though. I did do that for him. Yes. Didn't do anything for him, though. So oh, that really? was, it was oh, kind okay. of pleasant. It was pleasant to know that it didn't do anything for him. So now, before we talk about vagina, somewhat vaginas. Yes. So Malia had a doctor's appointment. She's 18 now, so she has to go to a different doctor. And of course, I was not allowed to go back with her. She's an adult now, so she she's going back. And she's doing whatever she needs to do to move on with her adult life. I'm in the waiting room. Everything's fine. Now, because this is a female doctor and it's there, it's a group on one side. This is so I don't know why there, there's more not more like this. On one side, it's the female doctors. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the waiting room is plastic surgery. OK, they share the same floor. And so and they're they're all like all affiliated. What separates the waiting rooms are the front desk people where you check in. And they're like, okay, if you're, well, if you're here for the girly doctor, you go to the right. And if you're here for plastic surgery, you go to the left. And I'm like, how convenient. They should do this all the time. This, is, this should just be how they do it. Right? I mean, it's like a one-stop shop. Yeah. Right. You can have your baby and then go over and get the mommy makeover two years later. You yeah. know, it's like perfect. Anyway, so I'm sitting in the waiting room. And, you know, luckily we have phones now. So we don't have to, like, interact with others. We can literally just look down and ignore the, ignore the world. So I'm just sitting there and I'm playing on my phone, looking at whatever, and it's really crowded. There's a lot of pregnant women <laughs> waiting and they're all drinking their, you know, they're all drinking out of their hydro flask, waiting oh. probably for their ultrasound or whatever they're doing. The way it's, I'm sitting in a chair against a wall and then, it, and then in the middle is like, it almost looks like musical chairs. There's a bunch of chairs in the middle back to back. So there's more seating. So I'm sitting in a chair against the wall, and then in front of me is the row of chairs. The husband sits directly in front of me and immediately begins to spread his legs, because men do that. God. His wife is sitting on the other opposite wall with the baby, and then her mother is there as well. What the hell? It, it's a family affair. I guess. Let's all go to the gyno. <laughs> I know. That's odd in itself. Unless they're doing something with the baby. Like if they're doing the circumcision or something, then that could be why. I can only assume. I mean, maybe not, but that, that's my guess. So I'm sitting there. And so he's sitting in front of me. And there's a woman sitting next to me. And then there's another woman sitting on that same row that he is, but all the way at the other end, sitting across from the other, you know, from the wo- other woman. So there's a, the four of us are sitting there. And I see him out of my peripherals that he's there, but I didn't really register anything because the door opened at the same time that they sat down. And when the door opened, a huge odor of what I thought was Mexican food came out. (laughs) And I went, oh, somebody in the back is eating lunch. It's 1030, but whatever. They might have needed a snack. I didn't think anything of it. But, you know, it's so to me, it's so weird when people when you go to a doctor's office and you smell someone's lunch. Yeah, I don't I don't like it personally, especially when it's a small office and there's only one restroom and someone comes out after taking a huge dump (laughs) right by the scale. And you're just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Right. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Okay, well, someone's having enchiladas, you know, whatever. (laughs) It wasn't that. It was the man in front of you. Yes. He sat down and he reeked of food, reeked of food. Luckily, okay, so it was really cold and sprinkly and rainy that day, like almost snow cold. So I had worn a sweater with a scarf on top of it. (laughs) 
So I have the scarf wrapped around my neck and it's a it's a really warm, snuggly cashmere and I love it. So that's why I wore it. And I'm sitting there playing on my phone. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to look up because I don't want to be judgy. I don't know who these people are. And but the odor was getting more and more strong. Did you slowly go down Periscope? <laughs> so ultimately, the other the other two women that were sitting there were watching me. Why? Because not like visually like, oh, my God. They, but I could tell because I was slowly raising my scarf over my face. <laughs> I first rested my nostrils on top of the scarf, hoping <laughs> to get a filter. I was just trying to filter the odor. But it wasn't working. It wasn't working enough because I could still smell it. And I'm like, I want to throw up right now. It's so repellent. I'm like, I just, I can't with this. And I told Daryl, I was chatting with Daryl. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this man smells so bad. And it's not, it's just so, it smells like hot food. (laughs) He goes, oh, is it curry? And I said, no, I know the smell of curry and this is not curry. So I don't know what this is. He just, he he literally just ate, unless he had something in his jacket, he just, like a taco or something. His skin was just, he wasn't Mexican, by the way. His skin was just oozing food smell. So it didn't smell like cheeseburgers. No, <laughs> uh, it could have been. I don't know. It was like hot meat. I, I just the odor was so bad. All I'm so I'm sitting there. So I finally rest my nostrils on my scarf and I said, OK, I've got I and I'm telling Daryl, I'm like, OK, I've alleviated some of the stench because I have my nostrils on my scarf. And the way I'm kind of adjusting myself, it looks like it's just naturally happening, I think. And then suddenly the two women start laughing. independently because it is I am making it so abundantly clear apparently that I am repulsed (laughs) that they start laughing at me and not like you're so dumb they're just like I know it's really bad right so finally finally praise the lord they were called and then whisked to the back and then of course immediately my daughter comes out and so I got no relief whatsoever. But the second they walked out, both of the women gave me, a, they turned and looked at me and started laughing. Oh, my God. It was bad, Paula. It was so bad. And I'm like, can someone please inform this gentleman that he reeks of food? Like, I don't know if he's a cook or if he just finished cooking something or if he brought something with him. I don't know. Maybe he's taking some kind of herbs or something. Oh, maybe. Was that he wearing act- shorts? No, okay. he was wearing, he was fully clothed with a jacket, but okay. it just, it was so strong. And I'm like, well, I mean, it could have, I mean, I just don't even know, but I was so grateful for that scarf. I told Daryl, I go, my eyes are watering. My eyes are watering. It's so strong. You're going to have has- to carry a small little thing of Vicks Vapor Rub <sighs> just to like <laughs> swipe it under your nose. I haven't experienced that in a long like time. Like you're going to the morgue. <laughs> <laughs> But I was so glad to nestle into my scarf. And the thing is, is when it comes to covering my face, even when I'm sleeping in bed, I need air. I can't. I do too. So the fact that I couldn't get fresh air (laughs) anywhere, I felt like I was having an anxiety attack. It was so bad. I'm like, 
and I'm like thrashing about trying to find air. I'm like, why are there no windows in this place? God, it's like, and I'm, and I told Daryl, I'm like, I mean, I guess I could have moved, but I think that would have, I mean, apparently that wouldn't have been more obvious. Did you try breathing out of the side of your mouth, or would I that did? Not help? I went, I start, I stopped bringing out of my nose for a while and started doing this. You know, I did the side blow into the side of my scarf, hoping that would do something. But I mean, I mean, I just I'm so not I'm not good at uh, slight. I'm not good at being what what's the word? Subtle. Subtle. The art of subtlety escapes me, apparently. Well, I think most people don't, you know, I mean, make a scene when those things happen. (laughs) They just, you know, accept it. I just felt like I told Daryl, I said, I felt like I was in a Pink Panther movie where I was trying to be subtle, but not, but I was obviously not being subtle. And I'm like, well, I don't care if he's offended. He smells. So I would have done the same exact thing. I mean, I guess I could have been like, God, and done what mom does and pinch my nose and turn in (laughs) haughty derision. But I thought that would be rude. Or get a magazine and start fanning your face. <laughs> oh, no, she would not. She, You know what would have happened if she had been with me? She would have turned to me and she'd be like, Jamie. What is that? She's like, what is that smell? And I'd be like, and then me playing dumb, be like, shrugging my shoulders. I don't know. It's like, we need to move. And she, well, because mom is very assertive. She's like, we're moving. And she would have gotten up and she'll find us. <laughs> we would have moved to another part of the building. But yeah, it was bad. I'm like, I don't know. And why was I sitting there just taking it? Why didn't I get up and move? Who who cares what these people think? I know. They're the smelly one. He's the smelly one, not me. Well, I mean, God. you don't want to be rude. <laughs> I just... I guess I was to some degree. But I just found no, it. I started... You were just trying to survive. <laughs> exactly. And I, I couldn't tell you how grateful I was to have that scarf. Because I, I was like, God, if I would have put my face in my shirt... I might as well have been rude, you know. I would God, have found so anything bad. in my purse that, you know, <laughs> res- that had an odor like, you know, lipstick or it gum was one of it was or- one of those it was one of the odors where you don't even want to open your mouth. And it reminded <laughs> me of the time when mom told us when she took her mother-in-law they were on a trip and they went to a rest stop and they went into the bathroom and it was <laughs> the, the odor was so bad <laughs> that she came out and spit cuz it was in her mouth. The smell and taste. She's like, I couldn't even. And she like didn't even want to breathe through her mouth because it was so bad. So she came out and washed her mouth out and spit. I hold my breath anytime. Like I, I'd like. It's not like I time myself, but I'm just yes. like, okay, ready, set. <gasps> oh, and yeah. I like run into the bathroom, pee. Oh, yeah. You know, yes. I'll attempt to push the water button if it see if anything comes out, and then if it doesn't, I'm just running. <laughs> So it's true. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I and, porta you know, potties are the worst. Oh, Ugh. God, they're awful at a concert or something. Always concerts. And why are they always hot and humid in there? Well, and the thing I don't understand worse. is why do people wait to go to a concert to have freaking diarrhea or something like that? <laughs> Please. I'm just like, really? We were we were on a flight from Orange County to Sacramento. I mean, tops 60 minutes from takeoff to landing. It's a very <laughs> short flight. We <laughs> They go, okay, you're free to move about the cabin. And within nanoseconds, two giant men got up and rambled their way to the bathroom. And Daryl looks at me and goes, why do people wait to take a dump when we get... I'm like, are you kidding? The farts fly the second you sit down in here. This place is a disaster zone for, for fecal. It's like preschool. It's crazy. You know? It's like, what is motivating your anus at 
that level. Like, why can't you do that crap at the hotel? Or the, God forbid, even the airport, even though, I mean, in airports, Paula, they're worse than rest stops, man. God. They're the worst. But it's just like, you know, I'll remind you, the cabin is pressurized, you know. <laughs> yes. There's nothing, Daryl no said, reason for your guts to be gurgling. Right? And it's like, we sat down and he immediately turned on the air that's above you. Oh, I, said, I always do that. I'm like, turn it away from me. That shit is recycled. And these people are farting up a storm. I don't want that in my mouth. I blast that thing on my face so hard because I'm just <laughs> like, I want nothing around me. Well, that Paula, it's recycled air. It's the same air you're breathing. Well, leave me to my thoughts. Okay. Fine, I'll let you. I'll let you live naively. What difference does it make? It's all the same air. Uh, because you're having it blasted in your face. It's like, please fart in the air, and then I'll blast it into my face. I blast it into my head. Gross. Anyway, so speaking of gross, you and I read the same article. There's been several articles that came out. The keto crotch. So everyone knows or has heard about the keto diet which is basically it's all meat and greens it's kind of like the atkins diet and then you have to do like this fasting thing and you know it's supposedly been this phenomenon and um people have lost a ton of weight on it and it's really successful yes recently a lot of women have been posting on like reddit or other forums kind of asking like have you noticed a strong odor coming from Mm -hmm. your vagina yes and so they've been calling it the keto crotch right dr mary jane minikin a board certified (laughs) obgyn has said ketones which is what is released from your body which has caused the fat to you know burn burn. yes she says ketones do smell funny so it doesn't surprise me that folks have bad breath or funny odor from their vaginas on the diet Mm. two things you don't want (laughs) to come (laughs) from you minikin thinks the keto crotch could be a disruption in vaginal ph Yeah, because you're messing with it. Mm -hmm. Right. An acidic vagina is usually a happier vagina. And if for some reason the pH is disrupted, one can end up with vaginitis, a common inflammation that causes unusual discharge, she says. Well, I I will be honest. I definitely practice the keto diet, not religiously. Mm -hmm. I do go through phases where I'm super duper strict. I would say about a month ago, I got really rigorous about the keto diet for a solid month or two because I just needed to get back into it after the holidays and stuff. And mm-hmm. I felt a lot better. However, there were some changes. Vaginally did you get speaking. keto crotch? I did. What and does it smell like? It's a yeast infection. It's essentially oh, like a yeast infection. Okay. The only difference I will say is this. It wasn't the traditional kind where you need medicine. It was, and first of all, I am profane about hygiene. Like there is, I have never received a complaint about odor ever. Oh no, I was actually just thinking about that the other day. I have had two lovers describe me as clean. I Well, that's nice. I mean, to me, it's an excellent compliment. That's a polite most, way of saying it's good. But to most women, it's probably not, you know, music to their ears. But... Well, I will say this uh, in my history of my long history of lovers, which is not that long, but there has never been one who I I can't get them out of there, man. Like I can't get them away from the area. It's like they just won't leave it alone. And 
you know, it's good for me. But I mean, in general, what I'm saying is I've never had any complaints about taste or odor. But I'm so incredibly aware of any and all changes in my body that I noticed a change. Gotcha. I noticed a, a, a difference in like a discharge and, and a slight change in odor, but nothing like disgusting or anything. Just a, I noticed a change. And I also noticed that I had itching, but not in the vagina, but like inner thigh area. And it was really weird. I'm like, why am I itching? Like, it's so strange. But it is a chemical change. And you are forcing your body to do something it's not really meant to do. Mm-hmm. Your body starts changing to try to accommodate. And so keto right. is really good, but I don't think you can live on it for, I don't think you should do it forever. And you, your brain needs carbohydrates. So you really can't ignore carbs forever. But I did read about the keto crotch. I said, oh, I bet that's what it was. Because then when I started introducing complex carbs again, like, you know, quinoa and stuff like that, totally went away. Mm-hmm. Totally went away. And I had no more problems. So I'm like, well, keto is great. But it's not something that I can do forever. And it's not, I don't think it's healthy for anybody. Just like, I don't know if veganism is something you can live your whole life on. I don't think that's necessarily healthy either. Whenever you're preventing your body from having anything that's naturally available, I think we're okay to eat it. But, right. And I think your your body goes, hey, uh, you're not eating carbs. And now we're getting kind of messed up. And, and of course, women's vaginas, is like, it's like the canary in the coal mine. It tells you everything you need to know. Something's not right. Definitely. This uh, doctor discourages, again, just like the other OBGYN, she says, Mm -hmm. in general, the vagina is self-cleaning. So you don't need to do douching or washing out or anything like that. Because you could be getting rid of good guy bacteria. It's true. So just... uh, let it do its thing, but just be cautious. If you're going to be a hardcore keto, you're just going to have to be prepared that your your snatch is not going to be as thrilled. You're going to have a stinky badge, so <laughs> so fix and it. And breath, for that matter. Don't don't be trying to date anyone when you're <laughs> doing the keto. When you're hardcore ketoing, <laughs> yeah, really. Or if God forbid a guy read this article and then be on a first date, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm on the keto diet," and he's like, "Smell okay. you later." <laughs> It's so true. Anyway, interesting information. We'll all keep it in mind. So let's do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Okay, so Victor gets paid once a month. So whenever we're like at the very end of the month, we're always like our poorest. And of course. so we hadn't been grocery shopping yet. We were waiting for him to get paid. And so we had, you know, oatmeal and rice in the cupboard. And I'm just right. like, uh, I don't want to deal with anything. So I'm just like, let's just go to McDonald's because I don't feel like, you know, trying to be creative tonight. And so me and the kids went to McDonald's for dinner. Mm. It's just the drive through. And, um, So we ordered our stuff, and when you pull up to the window, you know how there's two windows, like one slides? Yes. And you never know which one slides, though, because there's two of them. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to make an educated guess here, because I said this second window looks like it's the slider. (laughs) So I pull up to the second window, and the girl walks up, and of course it was the first window. Of course. So she slides it, and so I have to reach back a little bit and grab the bag. 
she's like, here's your blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, thank you. And then I said, sorry about the whole window thing. And she's like, what? I'm like, never mind. And I'm like, <laughs> and I took off. <laughs> I'm so awkward. <laughs> like, you know. God. I was Never trying mind. to. Bye. Yeah. No, she said, she's like, what do you need? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I don't need anything. <laughs> I, I don't even know you. Bye. <laughs> oh, God. So. That's so funny. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You are ridiculous. So I told the kids, I'm like, well, that's my ugly and awkward moment for the week. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need. Like, okay. you know, when you're trying to talk to someone and they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't understand. So anyway, so before I tell you mine, I just read something that we need to talk about for a brief moment. Uh Uh-oh. Edith from Overboard died. The redhead? Yes. God, she must have been old. Um, let me see. How old was she? 89. Wow. That's a good run. That's all she was? If you have a baby, you're not going to be the baby anymore. True. (laughs) True. I'm not a bitch. I love that movie. Safe home. Aw. She was really good in that movie, too. What other things has she been in? Soap. That was her big one. She was the she was in Soap. Is that a movie or a show? It was or? a it was a sitcom dramedy kind of show in the 70s. It's beyond us. It's before our time. But I mean, I think like Billy Crystal was in that and oh, everything. Really? And there was a lot of spinoffs. I think Benson was a spinoff of Soap, mm. if I recall. I used to love that show. Anyway, here's my awkward moment. Oh, yeah. Once again, it involves my breasts because they're so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I have a bra that doesn't fit anymore. It's too big. And I love it, though, because it's black lace. And it's like my one of my favorite bras ever. I have it on the very last hook because I just refuse to give it up. But it's too big. It's right. just too big. So when I wear it, I'm constantly adjusting. Because my boobs are just wobbling around in there. And so I'm, I'm constantly recupping and readjusting. You know, do you ever do that? I, I have to. Otherwise, you know. Things are just out of place. Half my boobs fall out. And then right. I've noticed recently, like, my boobs are really starting to sag. And I don't know why. You're probably losing more weight. I think that's what it is. Yeah. So anyway, so we're leaving the hotel in Anaheim. This was like the first day we were there. And I had changed and we were headed down to, I don't know, do whatever. And we're walking down this long hallway. And it 90% of the time, it's desolate. We never see anyone ever. And so we're walking. And I'm like, God, you know, this bra. And so I shove my hand through the top of my T-shirt. And I'm cupping and I'm adjusting my bra. And right when I do it, I literally, I physically am shoving my hand in and this gentleman turns the corner from the elevator, full three-piece suit, walking swiftly towards us. Of course. And I'm standing there with my hand in my boob and I pull it out quickly. And of course, when you do that, I didn't show my boob or anything, but it flew out of the bra. (laughs) All of this is going on in Daryl. And I was like, why does this happen? Why do I choose to make these awkward moments for myself? And of course, the man is trying to act like he saw nothing, even though my my fleshy breast is like flopping around in the T-shirt at this point. And I go, what do I do? He's like, just just be yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, so embarrassing. I have to stop touching myself in public. That's really the thing. Why? Men adjust themselves all the time. All the time. Apparently, according to Daryl, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot to tell you this. According to Daryl, when men do long strides that are like unusually long strides when they're walking in public, they're adjusting their testicles. 
What's to adjust? I don't understand. I think they might get all caught up. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot going on down there. And then I, I, I asked him, I don't know if you remember us talking about this, but remember we were talking about secrets that women don't know that men are willing to admit to? Remember we were talking about that? Yeah. And a man said that women, uh, that that they use their pee stream to clean shit stains off the toilet bowl. That's disgusting. Okay, but you remember me telling you about that, right? Yes. Okay. So after that show, I went downstairs. I said, by the way, I go, is it true that men use their pee stains to clean the poop stains off of a toilet bowl without a beat? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I said, excuse me? He goes, oh, yeah, and other things too. And I'm like, what? I literally slapped my face. I'm like, are you kidding me? He goes, no, we do it all the time. And I said, I, who am I, what is what is it? What's going on? So that's real? He goes, oh, yeah, it's real. We all do it. They said, oh, my God. So apparently, if you have a penis, you're using your pee stream to clean the toilet. I don't want to know those things. <laughs> it's a secret that we found out. I, I mean, I like to know the things like that guys do to hide their erection. Those are fun, but I don't think there's any way to do that. They put their hands in their pockets. They what, and push put- and push their pants out. Yeah, they put their leg up on something. Ooh. You know. Those penises like, are just Like the trouble. Captain Morgan. Ah, yes. Yeah, well, penises are nothing but trouble. They turn around and go for a walk for a second. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen a micro penis before? Like a really small penis? Yeah. I haven't. Oh, I have. In real life? Yes. <gasps> oh. Mm. It was like a gummy worm. That's sad. <laughs> it was sad. Was he at least good at oral? You know, by the time that was <laughs> happening, I was just so annoyed. You were so checked out by then. I was so annoyed by, at the whole thing <laughs> that... Don't you feel like they have to kind of tell you if that's the case? Because isn't, well, isn't it almost like a medical condition? You know, we had flirted off and on for so many years mm-hmm. and... I felt like I had been, you know, misled. It's like you've to, been lied to, right? It that's really how I felt. And I'm just like I'm you like talked, you talked <laughs> Exactly. You talked such a big game yes. all this time. Like then, when I take off my clothes, I'm bringing it. You know, yes. you you know what you're getting. Yeah. But you present me with this? But then when you take off your clothes, you this is what I get this is what you present me with after all your talk you could have been honest you give me an erect pinky I mean I have definitely experienced a smaller appendage it wasn't pleasant but uh that's why I'm not married to him so there you go honestly I think when he was inside, I didn't even realize it. You know, you and I have compared notes about this. In fact, Stephanie even mentioned, she goes, one time I thought it was a pencil. (laughs) She's like, what is that? Like, she truly didn't know. It's odd, isn't it? Odd. And yet here we are bitching about somebody saying her badge was loose. (laughs) We're all awful. We're all just bad people. So welcome to the podcast, by the way. Well, friends, thank you for joining us. Please visit our Ugly Truth page and click on our Amazon button for all of your shopping needs. And other than that, I think uh, that's a wrap. So we will talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.